0: Uh, um, so how much is that?
1: Welcome to the podcast editors mastermind your show that digs into the business of podcast editing. I'm your host tonight, Carrie Caulfield, Eric, and I am joined tonight by Daniel
0: Abendroth of Roth Media. And look who's here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she needs no introduction, but I'm going to make her do an introduction.
2: Hi, I'm Jennifer Longworth of Bourbon Barrel Podcasting, coming back to the Podcast Editor Mastermind Show. Hello. The
0: grand return. And
1: welcome
2: back. Grand return. Yes, we're
1: so happy to have you back. Well, thanks for inviting me. so. Yes.
0: Oh yeah!
2: I didn't have to beg huh. and plead nor anything. It was like, "Hey, you coming back or what?" <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a little embarrassed. It took so long to like actually bring it up because I kept seeing like because you've been like really active on Facebook and like posting about podcasting and all this. It's like, wait a minute. Like, if she's like back into podcasting, like she belongs back on the show.
1: Yeah. So you want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean um so we were talking about taking time off right or that's that's our topic tonight taking taking time off taking breaks vacations what have you So why don't you tell us a little bit about why you kind of I mean not specifically left the show but why you kind of just kind of pulled back from podcast editing I think it
2: was like a personality crisis or personal trying to find myself type thing because I went through a few different job changes too. I was working at this place, not a good fit, working at that place. Okay, maybe, but then I'd mastered the art of being a receptionist. So let's try somewhere else. And now I'm settled in a new job, which frees up more of my headspace to think about podcasting. Whereas before, it was just really very cluttered with everything going on. So now I have more bandwidth to think about podcast editing. So here I am. I came back.
0: Awesome. It's wild just like how much a bad or stressful job really takes its toll on you. Like the time you spend at the job and just like the time it takes to recuperate after you go home.
2: Yeah. And the one job I had was about a 30 minute commute. So I was losing time in the evening and I was getting home real late and like what's going on? And now I get home really early. (laughs) Like, what's going on now? I'm here (laughs) so early. And my kids are grown up and out of the house. And so I don't have anybody to cook for in the evenings. I'm like, well, you know, there's this podcast editing thing I do in the evenings, So I could go back to doing that and thinking about that more. So how many clients during this time did you keep? Most of them. I didn't let anybody go. But I wasn't marketing myself to get any new ones. But right now I have people, um, three or four, who are planning to launch by the end of the year, kind of waiting oh, okay. in the wings, wow. who just, they're scared. So I, you know, I got to counsel them <laughs> to actually pull the trigger. Uh, but I wasn't looking for any anything during the little hiatus thing, but I didn't let
1: anybody go. Okay, that makes sense. So how did you get back into that kind of that headspace?
2: Well, I paid to get my headspace back. I, I, <laughs> oh, put, okay. I invested some money into advertising locally. Going, look, if you're going to put your money here, you got to get your head in the game. Was kind of how it came to be. Which I don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend that strategy, but that's part of how it came about. Um, Chose some different marketing tools. And you know how you say you see me on Facebook real active about podcasting now.
1: That's not me.
0: That's my brand. So Sneaky.
1: Hold on. Did you hire somebody to... What's that like? It's pretty awesome. I don't... I
2: mean... They they're posting to my Instagram, which feeds to my Facebook, and then people are sharing and liking and and stuff. It's pretty nice. I'll, she's a podcaster. I'll hook you up. I <laughs> would. Well,
1: actually, no, I don't want any new business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Maybe right we'll get her now. on the show. I'm okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's definitely we'll topic.
1: Yeah, that would be great. No, she's a social media manager. Savvy Chic Design. That
2: sounds she's so not familiar. A- Uh, Joanna Sherrill, Savvy Chic Design.
1: Pay no attention to the editor behind the curtain, Patrick (laughs) says. He also wants to know, Jennifer, if you bought a sports car.
2: No, not that. I didn't get that far into my little personal (laughs) crisis. I'm not calling it a midlife crisis yet. I hope I'm not. I think I have another few years before I hit that. But maybe it's early.
1: But we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah time will tell. Well, I think it's really um, a great segue into talking about taking time off because you're talking about getting into the right headspace. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately about how creative the work we do is. And I'm just curious as to how many people, because running your own business and and doing the things that we do, we can kind of be like workaholics. Mm And one thing that I found is that especially after first starting my business, I struggled with taking time off. Yeah. Like I never really like, oh, it took like four years before I could actually be comfortable taking a time off. And I'm wondering like if, you know, anybody watching or you, Jennifer or Daniel, like you really have that struggle of like taking an actual day where you're not answering emails Working on the business, editing something real quick. Um, you know, <laughs> do you have those days where you literally just
0: don't work? I do, but it's not easy to do it. because like sometimes I don't know if I want to call it guilt, but there is like this pressure to like to keep working because like it's only me. And it's not like I can really pass off running my business to somebody else. And so, like, mm-hmm. if I take, like, a day off, it just, it's a lot better than it used to be. But I do, like, struggle with, like, I should be doing something on the business right now. But I have gotten better about it. And it's also a struggle to get, like, my days off lined up with client demands. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. like, client in particular who kind of pushes it to, like, the timeline. Because she does a lot of revisions, like, back and forth with their show. And so, we want to get it done, before, you know, with plenty of time. And like to take an entire day off in the midst of like the revision process is just a lot of like time loss on the back and forth. And so like my best days to take off because like my clients don't release on Friday or on the weekends. So it's easier for me to take off like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But that kind of like falls like right into the revision with this one client. So like that becomes a struggle. But typically, yeah, I try to take a day off a week, but it usually doesn't work out that way.
1: Just one day, yeah.
0: I end up like I could usually end up working either like answering a couple emails or doing like a couple things. So I might like work in the morning and take like the rest of the day off. But I rarely actually take like a full day, no work off. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but that's what I want to do. It's just kind of like how it works out right now.
1: So what do you want to do? what What would be your ideal schedule be then?
0: Okay, so like okay, this actually might be like a good like mindset thing because like my gut reaction to that, like my gut answer is three days. Like I won't have three days off a week, but then my brain like tells me, like, but well, that's not really possible with your workload.
1: Very interesting. And Jennifer, so you don't have a problem
2: taking days off, do you? No, I guess that's because my my load's not as big. I, if I had a bigger load, that would have more trouble taking time off. But I don't like to work on Saturdays or Sundays, but I usually end up having to work one of them because somebody's sending me something that says, I need it by Monday. Like, okay. And they're predictable now. I kind of know that I'm going to end up working their show Saturday or Sunday. (laughs) Um, So it's nice when everybody has their own little day. Like I have a Monday person. I have a Wednesday person. I have a Thursday person. But my Thursday person turns it in on Thursday and I don't always get to it on Thursday. So I ended up doing theirs on Sunday, you know, (laughs) shuffling around.
1: No, No, I totally get that. Um,
2: But I I just came back from a little mini vacation too where I did not do any work and I told them I wasn't going to do any work. Get me your stuff by Tuesday so I can get it taken care of and it was all good.
0: For me, it has gotten a lot better since I have gotten more strict about timeframes. So like every new client, um, it's, I asked for seven days, but I can do five days and that's what I communicate from the beginning. So like, please get it to me seven days ahead of release at least five days. And like setting that expectation at the beginning has really helped because now like my clients that release their episodes on Monday, like I've either got, you know, three weeks in advance, like one client or they're getting it to me like on Monday, Tuesday, the week before. So then it's a lot easier to work. So once I started like being um, more enforcing like the, my time demands, it has gotten a lot better.
1: So I guess that setting boundary piece yeah. with clients. And I'm like, Jennifer, I'm like, I have a Monday a show. I work on, on Monday, a Monday show. we work on on Tuesdays. I have, you know, so I kind of separate my clients out like that. And I actually have, um, the client Jennifer has where it's like uh, <laughs> sends it on Thursday or Friday. It's like I need this by like Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, you know, it's an easy client. so And if you
0: know like they're going to get it to you on Thursday, it's easier to work in.
1: Right. So I can plan. And so if I, you know, a lot of times I'll do it on Saturday or Sunday just because I'm like, well, I'll have to just take a half day on Friday. Because one of the things that I do with my own schedule is I will take, like I try to take the weekends off. That is not always possible, and instead I will take like half days. Right, so if I don't get two full days off, I will take four half days.
0: I'm the same way, and that was kind of like a decision I made a couple of years ago. Was like I recognize taking a full day off because one, like I don't know what to do with myself. So like, so there is like <laughs> part of the guilt that like. Especially I think in American culture, like the side hustle, you know you go, 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 always grinding, that kind of thing. So like there's a certain like pressure that I put on myself there to like if you're not working, you're not doing enough. And also, like trying to be available enough so that way, like I get that kind of level of service to my clients. So like a decision I made a couple of years ago was like I might not take a day off, but I wouldn't work, you know. 10, 12 hour days. So my goal for each day is to stop work at 3 PM. And I'm, I'm really good at oh. that. Some days I might work to like four or five, but I'm really good about stopping work at three.
2: what time do you start?
0: Uh, nine or 10.
2: Oh, okay. Oh,
1: yeah. wow. I like that.
0: So I'm not working like full time hours. But I'm still working every day.
1: And for me, it depends on what I have going on. Um, like if it's a it, and what kind of podcast I'm working on if it's a something with sound design or something like I can get that done in a day but it's going to take me like sixteen hours and then I make the choice you know am I going to spread it out over two days or three days whatever but I make that choice like I make it a conscious choice and Patrick has some comments and a question uh, and Jennifer can you paint your wall yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Because your audio, your your panels look like the Charlie,
2: Charlie Brown. Brown
1: shirt. I ran out of panels,
2: and that was just the <laughs> best way to do it.
0: If you're listening to the audio, go back to this point in the video that you find like on Facebook, and you'll see what we're talking about. But Jennifer has like this zigzag design on her wall behind her That from the sound Like panels. the Charlie Brown shirt. Yeah, the, like, yeah I thought about
2: taking yeah. them down, but... I don't want to deal with whatever's underneath, so (laughs) there they stay.
1: (laughs) They're great. They're great. And Patrick says, just go with it. Paint it yellow. yellow. Um, would be a nice accent.
0: Mm. (laughs) Charlie (laughs) brown (laughs) yellow. We have different definitions of nice.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We may. Yeah. (laughs) We may. Uh, and then Patrick also says that he is a ragged and frazzled, frazzled teacher looking forward to moving into podcast editing. So it makes him sad to hear that we don't feel like we can take time off. Okay. So I'm the
2: weird one too, because I'm the one with the job outside of podcast editing. And I'm the one who says, oh yeah, no problem taking time off. So it's kind of weird. I guess it's because I take time off of my regular job that, this is
1: just the extra thing that's easier for me to take time off. So you're coming home from work and just doing the editing yeah. thing. Is that? Yeah. Okay. And about, okay, just because I'm curious yeah. about this. How long does it take you to, like, how long do you spend after work on the editing business?
2: Uh, Two or three hours. So I work a okay. six hour day, most six to eight hour day in the new job and then come home, regroup. And then depending on what show it is, to two, or three hours, sometimes more if I'm doing a marathon edit, but
1: uh, usually just two or three hours. That's it. But. <laughs>
2: but I have a light load right
1: now. But yeah. Well, with all those shows uh, coming to launch in the new year. Yeah, I hope to that's... be busy in January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Steve Stewart asks, why isn't Brian on the show? Was he not able to take time off? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brian is not on the show tonight because he actually is taking time (laughs) off. Uh, He's on a little trip with his uh, family, I believe. And so, yeah. Uh, So when we come apart at the seams, (laughs) you know, it's because Brian wasn't here to like... Rain us in. Yeah, keep us together. (laughs) Yeah, rain us in.
0: (laughs) So I will say in response to Patrick, his concern that if I was more strict with my clients about like schedule, I could probably do a better job of taking time off. Cause as it is, and part of it is like me just kind of spreading out my work. Cause I don't want to like edit too much in a single day. It's kind of like to avoid burnout. Um, but if, if I, I could adjust my schedule to like have a day off each week, but I kind of like having, or, you know, Multiple days off if I wanted to. But I do kind of like having shorter days throughout the week as opposed to like longer days and then taking a full day off.
1: Patrick, I think that especially when you're first new at this, there are like I when you first start your editing business, there is like so much to do, right? And so much to learn that and you get kind of get caught up in that hustle culture, right? And you're trying to get new clients and you, you know, your website and your Whatever, you know, you got going on. And so when you finally, I feel like when you finally get a moment to breathe, then it is very odd. Like it's just working just becomes a habit. And sometimes, you know, it's fun. And you want to work.
0: (laughs) That actually kind of like brings something up because before I was doing this full time, I was working. So the job I had I was probably putting in like 50 to 60 hours a week and then coming home and doing podcast editing. And so I was in like that grind, like working all the time between the two things, trying to make it work. And so when I finally like quit my job to do this full time, that kind of hustle mentality carried over into to the point where, so I mean, I think part of it is just like trying to break that, that routine of having to work so much.
1: Yeah. And then when you're, when it's like everything is on your shoulders and ultimately you're responsible for everything, that can create a little bit of anxiety Mm -hmm. when you're not working. Because you also know what you're, you're not doing. Yeah.
0: I really (laughs) need to do my bookkeeping, but it's nine at night and I want to relax.
1: Right. Right. Like literally I cannot do any more. So like how many vacations do you guys take Every year, I know Jennifer. You just got back from vacation. Brian obviously is on a little mini vacation.
2: Well, then if you count, like I went to Podcast Movement too, and then next year I'll probably go to Podfest, She Podcast, and on a cruise, and maybe something else. So next year will be fun. Yeah.
1: Oh, I was so bummed about She Podcast getting canceled this this year. Not canceled, but postponed. Right. Because that was going to be my vacation. And I was actually (sighs) flirting with the idea of taking the entire month of October off. Oh, wow. Just for fun. And then as it got closer, I was supposed to have a project that was supposed to be finished. And, you know, that didn't happen. So I wasn't going to take the whole month off. I was just going to take like, you know, two or three weeks. And now I'm not. Uh (laughs) Because she podcast is being held in the D.C. area, which is where I'm from. And I was going to go, you know, make a whole thing of it and visit and and everything. So that got postponed. But I'm okay with that because it is almost time for the holidays, which is kind of what brought this up. This this whole topic up for me is because now is the time to start thinking about or at least I believe it's time to start thinking about how you're going to handle the holidays. And the end of the year, and then how much time you're going to spend and like, how much time are you going to take off the following year? Because like Jennifer, you've already got it planned. And I was also thinking about this idea that, that I too, up, up until 2020, when everything changed, I was like every quarter I was going somewhere. I was going to a conference or I was taking time off.
0: Yeah. Right now is like the time to actually like get started it. At- reaching out to clients the way we do is like we reach out and like here are like the days that we're taking off so like here's like when we need everything and we'll typically break it down it's so, like if we're taking a week off sometimes that means like with a way like it works not every client will be affected so it's like but if you're going to take like, multi- like a long period off it's just, like reaching out like here's when we'll need this episode by and just like making it kind of clear like what the expectation is of the client that they need to, like, work ahead to get the audio to us so that we can have it ready to go whenever we're not available.
1: Now, is that, like, just in general, you you try to get them working ahead or
0: just right up? Ideally, everybody would work ahead, but in practice, that is not the case. I've only (laughs) got, like, one or two clients that (laughs) works ahead. But most of the time, they are respectful and, like, do strive to like get ahead so that way we can have the time off.
1: Right. Usually clients are pretty good about taking vacations. Mm-hmm. I have a client that is really excited about like batching yeah. things now, which in turn makes oh. me very excited. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know, right?
0: And then also like, you know, your clients are, they have holidays too. And so a lot of them might not actually release an episode during Christmas week or during the holidays. They might take, you know, a couple of weeks off. I actually
1: encourage them not to release anything during Christmas um, and the holidays, because that's the perfect time. And and feel free to steal this, everybody. That's the perfect time for listeners to catch up on their favorite shows as they're doing their favorite holiday things or traveling. Right. That's when um, you see an uptick in back catalog listens for sure. And every year there's always that one client who comes back in January and be like, all my old episodes <laughs> got a lot of downloads. Is this for real? all? <laughs> so how do you how do you handle your clients when you go on vacation, Jennifer? Just
2: give them, you know, notice with podcast movement. They got a few weeks notice like, hey, I'm going to be gone these days to so this day's Get your stuff to me by Tuesday, whatever, before I leave, whatever, whatever. But this last one that I just got back from this weekend with a little shorter notice uh, because it was just a shorter notice type plan. It was like, okay, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so they only had about one week notice for that and it was fine. Oh, wow. It was fine. Um, Because of the dates I was going to be gone, it didn't really affect anybody's release date mm. just because of where it was, where it landed, you know, like the people who released on the 15th and the first got it to me early enough. And I usually get their stuff back to them at the 25th. And that was before I left, even though it's gone the first, it was okay. Cause they got me the stuff by the 25th and, and it all shook down just, just fine. But I usually try to give a, you know, few weeks, three weeks, But they forget and they're not going to do it anyway until you remind them the week before. So very rarely do people heed my warning ahead of time uh, until like the week before. So
0: just a reminder, you know,
1: yeah, you got to send out like a series. It's like asking a kid to do something. You've got to ask them like three times Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, hey,
2: (laughs) and there was one I saw sitting in the Dropbox folder. And it was already close to time. uh, They're close to their deadline. They hadn't, this client emails me when all the files are there. And I just saw the one file in there. I'm like, oh no, are they going to try to send it to me at the last minute? And they did not. They sent it to me this week. So I'm like, okay, good. (laughs) It just made me nervous seeing it there for a little bit. (laughs) Like, do I ask you them? Do I not ask them? Do I cross my fingers and
1: hope? What What do we do here? No, you, you never say anything. You, you say nothing and pretend you didn't, didn't it. see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Patrick asks, how often do you nod off at the computer? Uh, oh, honestly? <laughs> Oof. More often than I should admit.
2: There's some shows that if I am got home from a day at work and I just don't have my brain turned on all the way and then I sit down and try to do them. Yeah, I'm, yeah. There's a few that I'll nod off on. I'm sorry.
1: Are you saying your clients are? No.
2: (laughs) Okay. And I'm not, I'm not naming any shows
1: either. (laughs) Uh, My approach with that is like at this point in my life, I'm just going to go to sleep. Uh, if When I start to get, tired like that I'm just like oh I guess I'm done and it's, it's time to like not do this anymore like when you're cross-eyed <laughs> <laughs> you're like trying to squint to like make the waveform, like not not stereo anymore um yeah that that's when I usually step away because I'm not doing anybody any good at that point like they're not gonna get what they paid no. for if I'm like a half asleep so but it does happen sometimes because you're you know it it's almost like it's weird because some you know, at the end of the day, when you're tired and you're just watching that waveform
0: just scroll along, mesmerizing, even if it's on
1: fast speed, yeah. It's, yeah, it doesn't always help, yeah, you'd think it would work, but it doesn't <laughs> work. What about you, Daniel?
0: I don't not off too much anymore because like I typically don't work late. But I do, like, there are some days where, like, if I didn't sleep well or whatever, like, I'm a little bit tired. And I just find, like, myself, like, my mind wandering off. And so, like, I have two monitors. So, sometimes, like, something will be up on my other monitor. And it's just, like, I'll be focused on that and then realize I haven't been paying attention.
1: (laughs) You forgot to listen? Oh, I do that, (laughs) Like,
0: oh, wow. Maybe I should go back. Yeah, I got to go back and re listen (laughs) I got to go
2: back. what did they just say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Guilty
1: of that, too. All right. There's an own. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's a thing yeah. it happens. I mean, <laughs> we, I mean, there's some days, like, I don't talk. Like, all I've done, and, you know, uh, you guys know this, obviously, because you could tell, because I'll sudden <laughs> <said>, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden, I'll, I'll have written you a novel. But, um... You know that's the, the other issue that I run into is like sometimes I spend so much time listening that like I I just like have to have a day where I don't do any editing.
0: Yeah, right? that's when you get your bookkeeping and your admin jobs done. Yeah, those are fun <laughs> days.
1: Um, <laughs> you know, I would love to like say that that's true, but I think those are the days where I'm like, well, I'm just gonna like work when I feel like I'm ready to work. But that's when you have. Like consistent clients and you you can you've worked with them long enough where you can predict it. It usually doesn't cause any problems. But when it comes to taking vacations, I'll give my clients, I try to give them a month, especially like for so for Christmas, I will send out that notice and and how that works. Like I break it all down for him how You know, what days I'm taking off, when to deliver, like when they need to get their last files for me. And then I'll go into the whole, I try to do it like as as a kind of end of year wrap up, like, oh, if you want to take time off, you know, here's why now is a good time, right? And here's why now is a good time to push your older episodes and that. So I kind of make it a whole thing for them. Um, And I've done this every Christmas since I've started working and like last year, um, I took almost all of December off and some of January. Now, some of that was personal. You know, my mom was in the hospital for a very long time, which kind of leads me into this whole thing of of unexpected time off. Right. So have you guys had to deal with unexpected time off?
0: Not a lot. And I'm fortunate now that I have an assistant editor. So, like, if something were to happen, I can easily throw it to him and he'll take care of it.
1: Oh, yeah. I could not have operated my business at all without Alejandro, like, during that time. You know, having that person that you can rely on is priceless. Are you working with anybody, Jennifer, now? Or are you just doing it all yourself?
2: Oh, I'm just doing it all myself as far as, like, subcontractors and stuff. I have people willing to work for me, but I don't want to manage people and be responsible for their work. So until I have like a load that forces me to do that, I'm not, I'm just going to keep doing it myself. I know you can't scale that way and blah blah blah, but I'm like, eh, I don't know if I what But do you want to scale? That's No, you know. I don't yeah. think so.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So Scaling is not for everybody.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't think I want to scale. I mean, I have people who write show notes for me, so I don't do that part. And I have people who can do your graphic stuff, so I don't do that part. But as far as the actual audio editing, I just, I don't know. I just want the control. I don't want to. I had people working for me for a little while, and then one of the shows left me. And I was outsourcing that one because I hated working on it. I just hated I hated working on that show. It was just, oh, I just hated it. So I had someone doing that one for me, and it was fine. But then that show decided to take the editing in-house and quit outsourcing it or whatever. And um, I just haven't sent anything else to that person. But I don't want to.
1: I don't want to manage people. No, that's, I mean, totally understandable. I scaled back to when I decided I didn't want to be a boutique or I would, didn't want to like be a giant agency and they would rather, you know, be more boutiquey and hands on. Um, I let a couple people go. I kept Alejandro though, because he's just like my, my little podcast (laughs) brother.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you did because it makes this a lot easier. And for those that don't know, Alejandro is the one that edits our shows, Yeah, which is funny that I, A group of podcast editors outsources their ending.
1: (laughs) We couldn't do it. We just just couldn't do it. (laughs) No, and it shows you the value of what you of what Mm -hmm. podcast editors do. Like we totally understand it because (laughs) if we had to edit the show, we could also not like host and produce the show as well. Right. Yeah. So. Have you guys ever had um, a client complain about taking uh, you taking a vacation or taking time off or anything like that?
0: No. My clients um, are all like solopreneurs. They were for themselves. So, like, they get it and they're very encouraging whenever we do, like, take time for us.
1: My
2: clients complain about other things, but that's not one of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, my clients have never complained about it at all. You know, I will say because last year I, you know, I had to take the time off because my mother was in the hospital, and and of course Alejandro helped with that. But I w- did end up having to explain to some clients w- what was going on and and how like it was going to impact their um, show. And fortunately, my clients were all really good about it, and I always hesitate like when it comes to taking time off and like if it's just a few days if it's you know like Jennifer was saying earlier that sometimes it just does not impact your clients at all at all as long as you you know are fairly well organized and can keep that cadence going you know it doesn't matter when you take time off and nobody needs to really know about it unless you're like posting it on social media and that's a different thing. But I always worry about like um, like when I got COVID. um, I actually didn't tell any of my clients that I had COVID. I just leaned on Alejandro a lot harder, and I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing because I certainly didn't feel like it was very restful for me. I think when I had
2: COVID, I just told everybody, "Hi, I have COVID. I'm sorry," but it it was again laid in between shows, so I'm not sure it affected anybody really (laughs) man when i get loaded up with a full-time sleep i'm gonna
1: be in trouble (laughs) yeah Yeah. well i was at the time i was like knee deep in it in the i guess the country music show project and some other things and so i guess i just didn't want to have the conversation about covid and it like i mean it just knocked me on my butt so um I did a lot of working from bed, which I don't know was very smart.
2: Well, that kind of leads into Patrick's next question.
1: Okay. What about time away while you work? Like editing on or a Or editing <laughs> in bed while you're sick. Well, I wouldn't recommend bringing your computer to the beach. Um, I feel like sand and computers, probably not the best match. <laughs> I would be too paranoid. I'd have to like wrap it in plastic.
2: I do admit that I took my computer on my cruise last year and did finish up a show on a boat. I'm sure I told them I was going on a cruise, but <laughs> I don't remember why I ended up having to edit on a boat. The I had to edit in the airport, but that was just putting two pieces together. Like I was waiting for their intro. I'd already done the, the interview. So I was just waiting for the intro and I did that at the airport. But then I did edit.
1: On the boat on a cruise. Yeah. So, and I've edited on sober. Did you just say sober? What? Sober? <laughs> you edited sober on the boat? Yes, uh. I was
2: sober on the boat for that part. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have edited in airports and on trains. And I feel like even though, you know, when I go on vacation, I will still bring my computer and my hard drive with me because clients.
0: <laughs> I think that's one of the perks of the job is being able to have like a working vacation. I don't think I've taken like a long trip where I didn't work at least a little bit. So like whenever I can like reach out to clients being like, Hey, we're taking time off We're traveling here. are The dates, here's what we need. Um, We tend to like, Understand that, like, a lot of my clients have full time jobs too. Like, they're not full time podcasters. And so they might not be able to. And so we leave kind of space for them to, if they're not able to work ahead, still kind of give space to them to be able to get it done while we're traveling and do whatever. The first vacation we took, whenever I quit and did this full time, it was like a week long trip. We went to Portland. And the way we did it was in the morning. So, like, you know, reach out to my clients, like, here's when we're traveling. Do your best to get us your audio ahead of time. And then, like, for the few that couldn't, I would just spend my couple hours in the morning doing the editing and then, like, the rest of the day traveling the city. And that worked out really nice. And, like, whenever I like we went to PodFest, like, this past March, did the same thing. Like, a couple of shows couldn't get, had to get it to us ahead of time. And so, whenever there's some downtime, I'd be in our Airbnb doing a little bit of editing that I needed to, and or scheduling or whatever.
2: I've edited an Airbnb before too. Yeah, I've
1: I've seen you edit an
0: Airbnb. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I I have a hard time editing at conferences, though. I always struggle with that. So how so? I don't know. I feel like there's too much. Like I don't have the attention span at that point. Like I I feel like the conference experience is. There's like so much people. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> so do you mean introvert. like Yeah. While you're at, yeah.
0: at the conference or like while you're traveling to attend the conference. So do you mean like sitting like in the hotel wherever it is? Yeah, sitting in, in the there? hotel.
1: Yeah. And if, I've only done that a couple of times and it was it was rough. It was not enjoyable. And I was like, never again.
0: Yeah, I don't think I, I couldn't do that. But just like Go to the conference during the day and then in the evening, like edit a show. Outside the conference, like back at the hotel or Airbnb or wherever you're at. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Stewart's
1: joking. Brittany Felix takes vacations so she can edit at Airbnb's overseas. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think we're all doing it wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Podcast Origins, uh, ended up editing a show in the in the Airbnb. So it was after the conference was over, but I still had a you know time in Tampa with bad weather. It was very sad. But why not edit a podcast in your Airbnb when it's raining outside?
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 But like during the conference that I just I just find that too hard. I mean, yeah, but sometimes you don't have a choice. Yeah. I think
2: I, mean, I took my computer with me to PodFest Origins and I was like, oh, on a break, I'll actually do something on my computer. No. No.
0: No.
1: No, it's the last thing you want to do. Conferences Um,
0: take a lot of mental energy. They do. They do. It makes sense that, one, you couldn't do it with all the people around, but two, like at the end of the day, you might just be overloaded. Yeah, and need to turn your brain off for a while.
1: Yeah, but I'm always impressed by the editors who are like, I'm going to go... Um, just edit the show real quick, like in the middle of the day. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> Level of skill I strive for.
1: Yeah, I just don't think I'm that person. I don't think that's yeah. ever going to happen. And and I think that part of what people can take away from this conversation, too, is that like everybody's a little bit different when it comes to taking time off, mm-hmm. right? And you have to figure out how it's going to work for you.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Brittany Felix she's somebody who can like is doing doing a good job because like she's very solid in what she expects from her clients and like straight up like i'm taking these days off if you don't get it to me that's on you kind of thing like i don't want to like make her seem like she's like this hard ass or whatever but whenever she wants time off like she takes time off and nobody's going to stop her
1: I feel like when I'm like having those conversations, with my clients or writing those emails. I feel like I'm channeling Brittany.
0: <laughs> we we should.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like this is how it's going to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: if they have a problem with it. Oh, well, because this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Right.
0: I appreciate that about her. And like, that's helped me like just her mentality when it comes to her business. Never like yes. it's time to raise rates or whatever. It's just like, I don't need to like justify or make excuses. This is how it's going to be.
1: Yeah. And I think I think presenting like time off or whether it's unexpected or expected to clients in that just kind of this is this is how it is. I think it's kind of like that whole that idea of like. When you're doing an interview with a guest and you like take control of the interview by saying like, oh, can you state that in a better way or, you know, so when you kind of take that control, it actually makes the client feel more secure. Yeah. About the situation.
0: Because if you're kind of wishy-washy and unsure of like what you're doing, then that kind of bleeds into your client relationships and everything else.
1: Yeah. So fake it till you make it. Right. (laughs) And I'm hoping the podcast editors are taking regular time off. I mean, I have gone through periods where I have worked seven days a week for like, I don't know, a couple few months. And to me, I mean, that was that's just an insane, right? That's not something I wish for everybody. And when if we're designing our own businesses, like time off definitely should be on the top of your list like how much time are you going to have have off like it's not just about how much money you're going to make but like how are you going to get to enjoy your hard work I, like everything you've worked for because
2: isn't that like one of the benefits to owning your own business
1: <laughs> yes
0: make your own schedule imagine that <laughs> yeah and if I had a piece of advice I would say like if you're going to set hours and like here are the days that I'm working communicate that with your client and also stick to it because it's really easy like if, if you like decide like, hey, I'm taking Fridays off and then like something comes up on Friday, get an email from a client or like a last minute edit. It's easy to like, okay, I'll do it this time and whatnot. But the more often you do it, the more that line gets blurred. One, with your relationship with your client, they'll see like, okay, well, Fridays, you know, he says he wants it off, but he might not actually. So I'm going to still try to do it. And also with yourself, like when you set these boundaries and then like you cross that line one time, it's that much easier to do it again and again and again. So just set it and then, you know, turn off your email, whatever, to kind of help you stick to these boundaries you're setting.
1: I would suggest don't just turn off your or turn off your email. I would suggest putting an autoresponder on Ooh. saying I am out of office um until, you know, nine o'clock tomorrow morning. That's smart. Yeah that was one. I don't remember where um, I got that from, but, and I see this a lot in like corporate um, media where it really is um, like, you will not get a response on the weekends. Like, you know, for a lot of companies, the culture is like, you have to take time off. Like, don't. So I know if like something isn't resolved on a Friday, I don't even worry about it till Monday. Right. Um, And I, I, Try to not do any work on the weekends for clients, or not. I will do work for weekends on the clients, but I I won't do the communication piece because I don't want them to know that I'm working on the weekend. <laughs> don't write <worry about>. back. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, Steve has a question. He says, "If clients take time off for holidays, as Carrie suggests, and how do you prepare for the change of income during that time?"
0: For me. I don't really have a change of income because of the way I have my, my agreements set up. And so I charge a flat rate per month based on one episode a week up to 16 minutes of our audio, blah, blah, blah. And if a client misses a week, then it's kind of on them. They don't pay less because they didn't send me something. It's just you're paying X amount of dollars per month. The flip side of that is they get what three or four free episodes a year because some months are going to have five episodes and I don't build them more when I do an extra episode that month. And so, if, whenever it comes down to like, oh, they're going to take, you know, Christmas off or whatever that week, well, you've gotten a couple free episodes, quote unquote, free because it's kind of worked into my pricing. I was like, well, you've gotten these episodes before where I didn't charge you more. So, if you're going to miss one, then it kind of balances out. So I
1: handle this kind of in two ways, well maybe even three ways. So the first way is that I am pricing my editing in in a way where this is all factored in. So the um end of the year vacation is kind of rolled like that price you know, for those two episodes or, or what, depending on how many the clients do, but it's factored into my price when I am pricing out somebody who's doing ongoing work and plans to do it for an entire year it gets factored into my price. The other thing I offer my clients is just a, a reduced price edit to re rebroadcast something. So they just send a little intro. I mix it all together, you know, and, and you know if there's any other little things they want in or out of the interview i will do that for them so it's a little bit you know it's it's not the same amount of income but it's it's something and then the third thing is and i learned this from not getting paid one year in december by like all my clients um which really sucked but it it taught me how to kind of um think about my budget in terms of kind of client behavior and like, you know, who's gonna, you know, understanding how the client pays, what gets them to pay. And then how do I protect myself from absences of money? So much easier to do while I'm single. <laughs> 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 Just throwing that out there. But yeah, so the, those are the three ways I deal with it. Um and then also in January, usually that's when you start getting new clients or like b- prior to January. So November, December, but, you know, before that Christmas break, you can potentially kind of, like, up your income from the people who are, like, launching shows, right? And then you have the regular work coming in in January. So I'm just, I'm throwing that one out there because this this is the time of year where it's really great and, and a lot easier to get new clients, hint, 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 because everybody's thinking, like, next, year's next year is the year I'm going to launch my podcast. Yep. <laughs> people get serious about it i
2: don't have anything to add on this question <laughs> okay okay
1: yeah because because it, it, it almost seems counterintuitive to like tell your clients hey don't send me any work <laughs> but this has worked for me for the past five years okay <laughs> um so does any anybody have i mean it's like we're almost out of time right and i don't have a poddex question they're out in the hallway i did did have my poddex but th- oh there is one thing i want to i ha- or i have to address maybe instead of the poddex question okay. i have to address the fact that there've been oh more than you know several occasions where i have like kind of talked about and talked around like different podcast editing shows and maybe didn't name them. Which uh, Steph Fukio called me out on and it was like, why don't you like my show? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, do we have a problem? Is there like a, a <laughs> brand reason that's... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Carrie. Right, is podcast editors mastermind and global podcast editors need to throw down? Do we need to have like a, a podcast <laughs> off? Um, which actually would be cool. Some kind of takeover. We could do like diss tracks. I don't know. Oh my goodness.
0: Um, (laughs) The underground world of podcast editing.
1: I know, right? I don't know why I never like mentioned it or like, or have it at least end up in the show notes. Well, I know why it's not in the show notes because Brian writes the show notes (laughs) for the most part (laughs) these days. Actually, Brian does everything, um, which I'm, you know, Really thankful that we were able to pull it all together while he was not here. (laughs) But I want to, you know, tell everybody that we were at one point the only show about the business of podcast editing. There are a lot more now. And one of the ones that I love is Global Podcast Editors. And Steph also has a new, um, not a new, has a newsletter. There's a free tier and a paid tier. And let me tell you, this girl is always sending out jobs in her newsletter and I'm not sure if that's a free or the paid cause I'm a paid subscriber and it's totally worth it. Cause her, e- her writing, her emails are so good. And the conversations, um, the global podcast editors chats are really good, really interesting. Um, so everybody needs to like, go listen to her podcast and sign up for her newsletter letter, you know, become a member, um, and support to your, your, your podcast editor's podcasting, um, which is what I'm doing now. So sorry, stuff. It wasn't you, it was me. <laughs> All right. Daniel, if somebody would like to be a guest on this show, hopefully with Brian in charge.
0: Yeah, just go to podcasteditorsmastermind.com slash be a guest, fill out the form and we'll get a notification and we'll reach out and see about getting you on the show. Awesome. Easy as right. that.
1: It is it is, and nobody has anything else to add, like no, okay,
0: I think this is a good, important topic to cover. I think we hopefully we got yeah. everything
1: hopefully, probably not, <laughs> yeah <laughs> not.
0: if you're listening to this in the future and you know not getting it live and you do have a comment or question or concern or whatever, leave a comment on you know the Facebook video or wherever you can find us, or send us a message. And because some things, what we do is like if there's not a like a question that comes in or a topic or whatever that we can't do like a full episode on, we'll do like a mailbag type thing. So if you do have a response to what we talked about today, then send us a message, and you know probably kind of touch on it in a future episode.
1: Yes, please. Let's do a mailbag show. I love mailbag shows. I miss I don't think enough podcasts do them anymore. There were like all the rage back in 2015 and something happened and they all went away. And there goes my camera. There you go. <laughs> Thank you everybody for joining us. Thank you Patrick. Thank you Steve for being part of our lovely audience. And Patrick Keller, we love you too. Okay? Just, just from the, the bottom of our hearts, thank you for showing up for us. If you found any of this helpful, please share this podcast with your favorite podcast editing friends, also your enemies. Um, and, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> Keep them guessing.
1: Anyhow. I'm Carrie Caulfield, Eric. You can find me at com or on Instagram at Carrie Eric.
0: I'm Daniel Abendroth, and you can find me at rothmedia.audio.
2: I'm Jennifer Longworth. You can find me at bourbonbarrelpodcasting.com or social media, bourbonbarrelpodcasting.
0: And also, not able to join us tonight is Brian Insminger. Um, you can find him at toptieraudio.com.
1: Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we will see you in two weeks. Same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all.
0: Uh, um, so, how much is that? <laughs> Um, I, um, uh, um, 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 um 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 so um, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.